Unfiltered by Jade. Jade. Welcome to the Unfiltered by Jade, where we get out of the box and dive into topics that are sidelined. I look forward to entertain, educate, and inspire. Feel free to like, share, subscribe, donate, and make everybody know about it. Beats by RB Records. Shopping assistance, your style, your budget. Our services include online and local shopping for individuals and businesses, personal shopping, purchasing of company and office supplies, importing and exporting small packages across Jamaica and worldwide, and helping you find unique gifts and items for all events and occasions. Contact us at 876-919-5195 or shoppingassistance2015 at gmail.com. Shopping Assistance, your style, your budget. Welcome back to the Unfiltered by Jade. Today we have with us here a special person. Her name is Laura Texera. She is a author, a licensed clinical social worker, therapist specializing in treating PTSD, anxiety, phobias, and depressive disorders. Hi, Laurie. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure. So today I want to talk about PTSD and... I think you're you're one of the best persons to talk about it. I've had conversations about it before, so I'm really interested in what we're going to talk about and, you know, how persons can benefit from this this podcast, this episode here. Okay. So I want to do with trauma and the effects of it, of PTSD. So first and foremost, for persons who don't know, what is PTSD and what are the types? Um, so PTSD is considered a uh, disorder um in which a person is having difficulty recovering from an experience that is um, out of the, I'll put in quotations because you can't see that, but normal. So something that is not an everyday experience that people have in their lives. So it can either be you were personally involved in the experience, um, maybe sort of like a, um, a robbery, or mm-hmm. it can be you witnessed an experience. So you weren't necessarily a part of it, but you witnessed a car accident that was right. um, really uh, bad. So that can have lingering effects on you long after the event is over. Okay. And are there different types of PTSD? There are, con- there are considered different types of PTSD. So it's kind of more the way I look at it is more the um, what are the symptoms that you have from it and how intense they are and how they negatively affect your day-to-day life. Um, but there are considered types or so like acute, it's, it just happened recently. Um, it can be chronic where it may have happened five years ago and you are still having effects from it um, that have not been um, healed or processed. Mm-hmm. Uh, complex or complicated, meaning there's been more than one trauma or there's been a consistent length of the same kind of a trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so there are different types, but no matter what the type 
is. Mm-hmm. To me, it is really about how does it affect your day-to-day life for you personally? Okay. How does it affect your life in your relationships with others mm-hmm. or your work? Um, so, yes. Yeah, so it, it for me, it's more about what has been your experience okay. and how is it affecting you and those around you right now? Right now. Okay. What is the difference between PTSD and CPTSD? Um, so again, PTSD is kind of, is there a single incident? So like the car accident, there was a car accident that was, um, you know, uh, really horrific versus uh-huh. living through ongoing physical or sexual abuse for years. So complex means, it, and it just means that there's been a lot more incidents and events over a longer period of time versus kind of like a single incident. Okay. Okay. Understand. Why is PTSD normally associated with only certain events, um, like bombings, or as you said, like a a trauma, something something very huge, like World Trade Center, those right. things, and not the small aspects, like the example that I've been given thus far, which is a car accident, mm-hmm. or living in an abusive relationship, or something like that. Why is it that it's only associated with the bigger pictures of things? I think partly it is said to be like beyond a normal event. So the World Trade Center is not a normal event. Okay. That's, no, right? no, it's not. So war is not kind of this everyday event. However, though, there are countries in which that is a normal event. They've grown up in war-torn environments. It is part of their life. Mm-hmm. Right? So do they have PTSD? I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Is it more part of their normal life existence because they've grown up under it? Yes. Can it be still as traumatic and have similar symptoms? I'm going to say yes. Other people may say no, but I don't know. I'm going to say yes. So just because you've grown up around it and it's been more normal to your life doesn't mean that you're not experiencing um, stressors and the same kind of symptoms as somebody who's just experienced that for a short period of time. Understood. Um, I think we're talking about the different traumas around us that we experience every day. And we're talking about, you know, the young ladies who jumped off buildings. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about it affected the people who saw them doing it. It affected their families. So it, it's not just, how should I put it? It's, it's everybody around that episode of whatever took place needs help to get over whatever trauma because it can affect them for the rest of their lives if they're not helped from it. Yes. And I feel that that's part of what has been, you know, the movement to say um, we need to take care of our mental health because for so long, I, I think it's been believed that we should be able to figure out how to get through these situations and not have them have this long-term impact on our lives. And I think it is finally coming forward that no, these situations have long-term effects on our lives that can be normal and okay, but if they are disruptive to our lives, if they're disruptive to how we are as a person and mm-hmm. how we function every day, then do we want it to be different? I would say yes. We are mm-hmm. meant to be happy. We are meant to be joyful. We are meant to be connected in our relationships through love and connection and anything that interferes with that to me is like, let's get rid of it. Mm-hmm. What are, what are some of the symptoms of PTSD? Um, so some of the symptoms immediately can just be um, sort of shock, 
There can be um, nightmares that happen after the uh, incident is over. It can be um, avoiding situations that remind you of that. Um, so if the, we'll just stick with the car accident. If the car accident happened at the certain intersection, it may be you don't drive to that through that intersection anymore. You go around it, mm-hmm. right? Even if that going around it may take you another 15 or 20 minutes, you go around it because you don't want to go through that intersection because as you start approaching it, it brings up anxiety. It brings up worry. It, bring, it might bring up anger, whatever those emotions are. So that until you get through that intersection, you're feeling all these things that you don't want to feel. So it's easier to kind of avoid and go around it so you don't have to feel it and then get to your destination. Mm -hmm. Um, So it can also be avoidance. It can be um, intrusive thoughts. So as you're sitting in a restaurant eating dinner, somebody is talking about something or a certain noise you heard reminds you of part of that event. So you're now, your mind and your physical body is saying, is that event happening? Did it just happen? It doesn't Mm -hmm. know. So you're sitting there feeling or thinking the intrusive thoughts of it and not able to fully be eating dinner with your family or or enjoying what should be a a joyful event. You see, so again, the heightened reactions, anxiety, there can be panic, there can be depression, um, anger is another big one that Mm -hmm. comes um, after it. So I think those are kind of the top emotions. That people okay. can feel after a traumatic event. Okay, okay. Does PTSD affect men and women differently, and why? Yes, I say it does affect them differently. Um, because one, we're kind of different. <laughs> you know, women are men are from Mars, women are from Venus, or mm-hmm. the, the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. We have a different way of handling situations, how we interpret this um, information, how we feel it, how we process it. So, to me, yes, it's going to be the same in how we handle. Um, the aftermath of something, but some of them are going to be similar. We can all both have nightmares, anxiety, depression, intrusive thoughts. All of those components can be there. Um, sometimes men may feel more angry, women more depressed, but you know, I hate to say that it's, it's one way or the other, but there is some differences. I would say yes and agree with that. Okay. What are some of the treatments for PTSD? Um, so treatments. So I think I, I was thinking about that when, when you wrote that question, I was thinking when I went to graduate school, it was, and this was a long time ago. I've been a therapist for over 30 years now and wow. kind of specializing in trauma for about the past 15. And yeah. I started to think when I was in graduate school, learning all the foundational stuff, there wasn't much discussion really about trauma. Mm. and working with it. So it was more about learning the family systems and how, um, you know, our brain worked and how we worked in different systems and how to help. But specifically dealing with the trauma was not part of what we learned in school. That, I think, was meant to come either in where you chose to practice um, and in your job. So when I ended up going to work after um, grad school, I was working around individuals who I would say have gone through many traumas in their life. So, Uh um, you know, physical abuse, sexual abuse. Um, I worked a lot with women who were um, living in shelters from those kind of situations and trying to get back on their feet. So there was a lot of trauma, but I didn't work on the trauma i was more working on how do we deal with you getting out of the shelter and being able to get into an apartment to take care of your kids and make sure there's food and they're going to school so i was around a lot of trauma but didn't deal with it and um 
it wasn't until I uh, moved to Georgia and I felt that I was being guided. I started to do this spiritual journey about 15, 16 years ago, and I felt that I was being led to go and work on the military base, which is something I did not want to do. Um, Because I said, this was right at, this was two years after um, 9-11, where uh-huh. soldiers were going to Iraq and starting to come back. And I was like, I don't want to go there because I know they're going to be working. <laughs> trauma. I'm not equipped to work with trauma. I'm not like, that's not what I've done. I get it. I understand it, but I've not really worked with it. So I didn't feel competent, but there was such a pull. And as I said, no, something else would happen that would turn into a yes. So I ended up working at the place that I didn't want to go and work at. Um, but as things would have it, it was the best decision. It was part of what I feel my purpose was meant to be. And I was meant to be there because it was there that probably a month after I was there, I was in my office and I was having a mini tantrum saying, "Um, God, I think you placed me here to help. I Uh feel not competent. I'm not doing the work that I need to be doing. I am not feeling helpful. If I'm supposed to be here, you need to give me something that's going to help me help the the soldiers. Uh And the next day, there was a training um, on something called EMDR, eye movement reprocessing and desensitization, um, where, uh, and they were training us for it. And I was like, okay, thank you. I will go take, the, and it was going to be right local. Uh-huh. So I didn't have to travel anywhere and the military would pay for it. And I was like, okay, I guess that's a sign that I'm supposed uh-huh. to go take this. And I did. And what was amazing through that process is for the first time I could see emotions being pulled away from an event. So uh. if you thought about the event, the emotions around it were not as intense. They were not as strong. Um, when I worked with soldiers on nightmares who said, I'm having a nightmare every night and we did this process, um, they would come back and say, um, "You know, ma'am, I don't know what happened, but I was having seven this week, I had two. Nice. And it was just such an eye opener for me because I didn't know that those things existed. Uh Yet now it was happening in front of me. So decided through that point that if there's this one technique, then there has to be other techniques. So I kind of have spent um, and been on this other journey of finding techniques that don't have to have individuals relive the the trauma, meaning talk about it in detail in order to get through it. Because I think that was kind of old thinking that, no, you've got to tell me every single detail of what happened so that you can now start getting through it. I don't know how long we're going to have to keep going over this over and over uh-huh. and over again um, to get you through it, but that's what we need to do. And that never felt good to me because I'm like, yeah, I don't know how long I want to keep talking about something that would happen to me over and over to get through yes, it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right? It just never felt good to me. So when this work that started happening, it was like, wow, people don't have to go through the depths of the trauma or deal with it to be able to feel differently about it. Um, so there are multiple techniques to do, and some of them take you through the trauma and eventually people do feel like the, um, feelings or things change, um, because it's kind of repetitive. So the more, you know, you get used to feeling something or dealing with something, sometimes it doesn't bother you the same way. Like if right. I have to hear that thing one more time, I don't want to hear it anymore. Right. You tune people out. Right. It's sort of like it desensitizes you when you keep hearing something or going through it. So I think that that's part of when you work through a trauma It's hopefully desensitizing you to certain aspects of it. And then it doesn't bother you in the same way or you don't have the same intensity of of feelings. Um, A lot of cognitive processing or 
cognitive behavioral behavioral therapy is another one that is big with trauma uh-huh. to try and have you think differently about the trauma look at all the different aspects that took place of it so because many times with trauma there's guilt and there's sometimes shame and there's a lot of other feelings that come after it but kind of are not yours to own uh-huh. right so you feel a certain responsibility for things that you are ultimately not responsible for yes so there is a beautiful part about saying and really owning that no that was not I wasn't responsible for that I didn't do that and I wasn't there to take care of this but yet I feel like I should have been or I was four years old when this happened and it's really not a four-year-old's job to Uh Uh you know something not to happen and this adult is telling me it's supposed to right but we believe it somehow we were responsible for it so there is a beauty in changing those beliefs Um, but sometimes when we change those beliefs it doesn't necessarily change some of the emotions that are with it. Yes. So these other processes that are kind of somatic, meaning it gets it out of the physical body, um, energetic, it gets it out of the physical body, it clears it. The pairing of both understanding intellectually and cognitively and releasing it from the body and allowing the body to really heal it and not feel it anymore, to me, is the best of, of both worlds. Yes. And, I, you know, you're. I've been hearing about having conversations with persons without them reliving it or helping people without them reliving their trauma um, and how important that is because I'm a social worker too and some of the methods that you're talking about, yes, it, it makes people continue to relive the same thing over again and instead of helping them, it pushes them really away yes. from even wanting the help. So mm-hmm. even new new methods can be really used and we need to really dive into some new methods that can really help persons instead of allowing them to continue to relive a trauma all over again every day it's not helping you and again we where do we hear that information had i sort of not worked on the military base itself and been taught that and saw that and then said okay this now has opened up this whole new world to me that i didn't know existed had i not had that experience and not only the experience of learning that but also being placed at a the center the behavioral health center where soldiers came in and they were wanting things to be different because they wanted to be able to let this stuff go and get back to doing their job of protecting the country and doing their missions without these feelings, right? Or the nightmares. It was it was impacting the way that they could do their job and they wanted to do their job. So when they would come and I would say, okay, I have just got the certification in this and are you willing to try it with me there, ma'am? I'll try anything if it's going to make this stuff go away. Uh uh It's going to allow me to do my job. It's going to allow me to feel the way I felt before. If I can think I'm not angry, I don't need to drink alcohol to try and suppress these feelings. Tell me what to do and I'm willing to do it. And we didn't have to relive the trauma. It was like this beautiful win-win situation. Uh Uh-huh. So Mm -hmm. looking back, when I say that is the best experience, the best job that I took for so many reasons of what it taught me, I'm so grateful to every soldier who came in who said, yes, ma'am, whatever you are doing, Mm -hmm. whatever you feel is going to be helpful, let's do it. Um, It was the perfect um, blend. So through that journey came my, what I feel like has been my purpose to continue to really help people deal and release trauma without having to relive the trauma over and over again and isn't that so amazing so you know we're praying as god to help us to do certain things and sometimes he puts us in situations where we're not only helping people to make a difference but we're also impacting our own lives so Mm -hmm. you're learning things from the same thing that you told god you want to help to help other persons so you're not even only helping them Mm -hmm. it makes a difference in your own life 
it is huge because uh, every technique that I learned, um, I would have I would have people work on me. Um, so I could experience what it was like going through this process and mm-hmm. I could figure out, well, did I like that? Did I feel like it changed something? Is my life different? Am I letting stuff go? Or that one was good, but oh, there's a lot of homework in that. And I stopped doing homework day three. So am I gonna, <laughs> right? if I don't want to do it, am I going to be able to convince somebody else? You need to do your homework, right? right and right. I gave it up at day three. So I would always look at um, techniques that really cleared a lot of stuff in me in my own healing. And then would I was like, okay, that really did something. And let me try. Mm-hmm. It. And then I would see the results there through this journey of helping others heal. So much of my own stuff was healed. And yes. what I didn't also know through this healing was this intuition that uh, would blossom in me. I didn't even know was there uh. that really, I think on a higher, more spiritual level helps me to help people even yes. deeper because I've let my own stuff go. That's, you know, man, that's a lot to unpack right there. It's a lot. It's a lot. It, it, it says a lot, even about us human beings. We want to help people, but there's a lot that we need help with first. Yes. For we can actually help someone. Because what we don't want is also counter transference when we're trying to help people. Yes, because we came into this field for a reason, because our heart says we want to help. Right? Yeah, We want it to does. help others. We want to help others not have to feel... Um, pain or and feel um, better so they can live a happier life but sometimes when we have not unpacked our own stuff then yes um, our stuff can get in the way mm-hmm. so by clearing stuff on ourselves can open up so much yes um, in a different way that I would not have known had I again not gone on this journey mm. experience teaches wisdom mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> Uh, how can family members support someone going through PTSD? So I think the first thing is to educate because sometimes people don't know why the person is truly acting the way that they are mm-hmm. um, or feel like, why are you doing this? And some of it is um, and it's not within their control. It's not like, I don't want to be this angry, but yet I am. Huh. Right. So, and I don't want to take the anger on my family, yet I am. Mm-hmm. And the family's like, yes, you are. And yes, you need you to are. stop it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, you I'm are. taking it, right? Um, but sometimes they don't, member, family members don't understand um, really what is happening to the person. Almost like addictions. Like we don't understand sometimes what drugs do to people or alcohol does to a person. And families need to be educated on that process. And then they have to figure out what boundaries they need to set for themselves. Uh-huh. Um, at some point to say, okay, I can understand it, but I still am not going to be the recipient of it. So we need to do something different uh-huh. so I can understand why it's there. I can understand where it comes from, but you need to do something differently. Yes, you do. So I say for the family members is getting support from themselves for themselves and okay. for the person, it's sort of understanding that, um, Things can be different, Things but it also comes down to how much we want to take personal responsibility for our actions, our beliefs, what, how we live, and to say, I need to change because I'm not happy with who I am and how I am treating those I say I love and who are around me. So it kind of comes back to the individual of saying, are you ready to to go on this other healing journey for yourself because it's important not only for you, but for the people around you. Yes. And it comes with patience. Yes. It comes with patience. So if it is that we have family members who 
are afraid to go in a car and drive because they met in an accident before. Sometimes for patients, instead of saying, man, just hurt, just go. You know, just just go. That was a long time ago. Get up and go. Instead of doing that sometimes. Although I'm not saying that it's going to be easy to do so. But instead of, you know, sometimes pushing them, sometimes we kind of understand where they're at. Yes. And that's where the education piece comes in to understand that, you know, every person is going to have um, events that are considered a, a trauma, a very distressing event. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't understand sometimes how those small events still affect us years later. Yes. Yes, they do. So everyone is going to have it. And sometimes the events that are still stored in us that are impacting us, this other person who now comes into our lives with their stuff, we trigger in each other. Yes. No, we don't. Negatively. (laughs) How did that happen? Why does this keep happening? Well, sometimes it is just we're triggering each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So to say that everybody's going to have their stuff. And that's where I'm hoping this whole new movement with the pandemic and being to do be able to do tele mental health and and the focus really on people's mental health, like mm-hmm. to make it normal. We are all going to have experiences in our lives that yes. are traumatic. Yes. And some people can get through life without ever having to deal with them and function well and I say live a happy life. Mm-hmm. Some people are blessed and be able to do that, um, but for many that's not the case. No. I take a step take a step at a time but make progress because one thing i've always said to persons if it is that we're not we're, we're not growing we're dying mm-hmm. if it is not we are not trying to help ourselves we are dying because we have to push past um it's not easy it's never easy and it's easier said than done but once we're taking the necessary steps um to better ourselves to help us with traumas and we're not saying we're going to totally get over them um we may we may not but as long as we're putting in the steps to, you know, reach somewhere mm-hmm. well to do so. Because it doesn't, trauma doesn't just affect the person who was traumatized. It affects everybody around them. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're at the end of it and it was good. But before we go, Laurie, I want you to tell them where they can find you. So you can find me at healwithlaurie.com. Okay. Or email me at hello at healwithlaurie.com. And that is also heal dot heal with Lori is my Instagram. Oh, okay. So that's kind of new. So I'm stepping <laughs> out with, um, you know, Lori Texera therapist. And I really am stepping out and owning that. No, I, I, I help people heal. So I am owning it. I'm yes, stepping ma'am. out with it. Um, yes. Honoring it and all of that stuff. So that is now where you can find me. Okay. 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 Awesome. Thank you so much, Lori, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Yes, I enjoyed the conversation and I'm very sure that our listeners also did. Um, So I want to thank you again and thank you to our listeners for listening to The Unfiltered by Jade. And we'll be back next week, Tuesday. Thank you.